0: i'm ace i'm harold and uh, thank you for joining us on our podcast called church does it really exist and we're continuing on talking about authority who has authority obviously we know god has all authority and uh, that authority uh, was given to jesus upon earth and he says all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth and then he passes that authority on down to his apostles and that's where we are today. We're um, basically doing the second part, the authority that the apostles have um, during that time. So we did cover, we covered, because um, in Matthew 28, 18, it says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's Jesus talking to his his uh, disciples. And then uh, he basically um He gives them authority to cast out spirits, um, to heal every disease, every affliction. Um, We see that in Matthew and Mark and in Luke. Um, And then we start to see um, as the um, apostles go out in Acts that um, they had to start in appointing elders. So they had the authority to appoint elders. We come to 1 Corinthians 5,
1: 3-5. All right, so we go right into it. 1 Corinthians 5, verses 3-5. through 5. For though absent in body, I am present in spirit, and as if present, I have already pronounced judgment on the one who did such a thing. When you are assembled in the name of the Lord Jesus, and my spirit is present, With the power of the Lord Jesus, our Lord Jesus, you are to deliver this man to Satan for the destruction of his flesh, so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. The important thing here was his spirit. Not the flesh, but
0: the spirit. Yeah, I think uh, Paul recognized this person uh, to be a believer, that had fallen in sin, sleeping with his uh, father's wife, stepmother, is, right. we assume. Um, and the basically, the ecclesia um, was not dealing with it, as they were not dealing with other issues within the Corinthian church. And so we see Paul exercising his authority in the fact that he says, I have already pronounced judgment upon this man. And then he... Uh, He tells them what they are to do, and how does he do this? He does it because he has the authority as an apostle from the Lord Jesus um, to maintain purity within the ecclesia. And so he tells them, when you assemble together and uh, in the name of the Lord, and my spirit is present with you, then with the power of the Lord, you are to deliver this man over to Satan cast him out of the ecclesia. And so by doing that even though his flesh might be destroyed, his spirit might be saved in in the day of the Lord. And so he it, it wasn't that Paul did care about this guy, he cared about the whole body of Christ, but he saw easily that can be creep into an ecclesia and what happens then is other people start saying, well, if he can do this, then I can do this. And then they start justifying you know, uh, their own sin. And pretty soon you've leavened the whole loaf and you've got uh, nothing but a, a corrupted body of Christ. And, uh, and Paul was dealing with that and says, I, I pronounce judgment. Here again on the way we see Satan at work, because as
1: you said last time, the easiest way to destroy anything is from the inside out. So here he is at work. Yep. Yeah. You know he's he's working from the inside, and he's coming out. And it happens so, so over time and things, we don't
0: even notice it. It's it, it is subtle. It's yeah, subtle. very subtle. You know, air um, creeps in, yeah. and pretty soon it accepted as truth. You tell air long enough, or you, it becomes truth. Yeah. Um, and that's why. In the military, they take spying uh, very seriously. Uh, so when they would catch spies, they would deal with them drastically because spies carry information back, and, and it could be detrimental to the whole thing that they're trying to do. at the time of war, whatever it may be, um, and so that same thing in the church: if if doctrine is let loose, that's that's error. It becomes Pretty soon it becomes truth right
1: and they they really wanted to get the spy early because you get it while it's still fresh in the mind it's not polluted like sitting there for a while let satan start from the inside out so subtly and uh another cross reference is second thessalonians 3 6 for that verse and that says in the name of the lord jesus christ we commend you brothers and sisters to keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive, and does not live according
0: to the teaching you received from us. So, uh, obviously, we see um, that Paul is commanding them. So that, again, he's exercising the authority that he's been given by commanding them that you keep away from any brother who's walking in idleness and not in accord with tradition received from us. And then yep. he goes on to say, For you yourself know how you ought to imitate us, because we were not idle with you, nor did we eat anyone's bread without pain, but with toil and labor worked night and day, that we <clears throat> might not be a burden to you. But again, we go back to that idea that he is commanding them. Right. And that command carries authority. Now, if we
1: backing up just a little bit here. Um, back to First Corinthians five three through five. It says, "For though absent in body, I am present in spirit. And as if present, I have already pronounced judgment. Judgment. That's a big word there. It uh, give give the Greek word is krino, and it's pop- properly to distinguish, decide mentally or judicially by implication." To try, condemn, punish, avenge, conclude. So, it goes on to condemn, damn, decree, determine, esteem, judge, go to, sue at the law, ordain, call in question, sentence to, think. Yeah.
0: That's a lot. There's a lot said there. So, you know, um, it carries a lot of weight. It carries a, it that does. Greek word carries authority. And again, we're trying to that's what we're trying to address today. The, the authority of the of the apostles. Did they have authority? Yes. We yes, all we all would agree they had authority. What kind of authority? Well, they had an authority to, to judge, they had authority to command. And that's pretty much quite a bit of authority. It's a lot to show. Yeah a
1: lot there then we move on to second corinthians five twenty, and uh this is in esv it's therefore we are ambassadors for christ god making his appeal through us and the ambassadors is a representative for christ which is uh the greek word presbyo
0: yeah it's presbyo yeah yeah so uh again it's it, it you know, it's talking about the uh, idea that they, they had authority as an ambassador. They're representing Christ. When you represent somebody, you are to put them first. They are, when you say represent, it's basically they're going to see Christ in you. You know, the apostles say we are representing, we are ambassadors. We are recognized as being with Christ. We are we want you to follow us like you follow Christ don't, don't follow us as men but follow us as uh, as we follow Christ so an ambassador goes America um, you know sends ambassadors around the world basically to represent the United States and we are to represent they were to represent Christ so they had authority it's we are
1: therefore Christ ambassadors Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making His appeal through us, we implore you, as Christ on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, that's Second Corinthians five twenty there. Right. Yep. Correct. And the next one will be Ephesians
1: six twenty, which says, "Now, again, I'm an NIV, for which I am an ambassador in chains." pray that I may declare it
0: fearlessly as I should no all, all we're doing is seeing that he continues to call himself an ambassador representing Christ um that that was his appeal when he uh, said I I am representing Christ by being in these chains but there, there again is his authority there again he's just showing he's the slave he's there for Christ for yep. whatever's needed he's there he's serving Christ right. In any capacity that Christ desires he's in chains he's uh, he's being punished because he is a believer right and we
1: <laughs> that's that's the other thing we're all gonna sooner or later are gonna have to uh, we're gonna be persecuted in one way or another you know and that's I think another thing that he's implying there is, you know, it's part of his persecution, but he's more than willing to give it for Christ. Yes. Give it all. His life, his body, everything. Yeah. Everything yeah. but his spirit, because he knows where it's going. So, then we go to uh, 2 Corinthians 10.8. For even I, if I boast a little too much for our authority, which the Lord gave for building you up,
0: and not for destroying you, I will not be ashamed. But... He says, I boast a little too much of my authority. Um, but, but his authority was to help to build up the body of Christ as he was dealing with these, um, these churches, ecclesias as we call them, uh, you know, meaning called out people uh, as they congregated together. Um, and he was trying to build them up. And so he had to exercise his authority uh, he said I'm not doing it to destroy you in any way it's it's uh and I'm not ashamed of what I'm telling you I'm not ashamed of commanding you of uh, directing you and instructing you in these things it's necessary for the building up of the body of Christ correct and you know this, that verse just really
1: shows uh, how dedicated Paul was Paul he had plenty of opportunity about boasting about all the things he did but he didn't boast that way. He boasted about Christ the yes. word,
0: you know. And it, it just says so much about the man. Cuz he, he you know he talks about I am not ashamed of the gospel. Right. Paul was not ashamed if he saw an issue he dealt with it. Yep. Um and throughout 1 Corinthians we see he you know uh, he's dealing with a lot of issues. He deals with, um, you know, them getting drunk, you know, when they come to uh, the Lord's uh, Supper. Uh, we see that some were eating all the food before uh, the the people who couldn't really afford to take work off or um, really couldn't afford food because they'd all bring their own food and share it. And they were eating. They were drinking. Um, that uh, guy was sleeping with his um, father's uh, wife or his stepmother, um, all of that was going on within this this body. And uh, he was having to deal with that. And he was exercising his authority to take care of that because basically the purity of the body of Christ is of most importance. And he was willing for them to cast a guy out and set up judgment to save his soul, um, for the building up of the body of Christ. Correct. Here, here gives us
1: another cross reference of Second Corinthians thirteen ten. This is why I write these things when I am absent, that when I come, I may not have to be harsh in my use of authority—the authority God gave me for building you up, not for tearing you down. So, this is kind of, you know re not reestablish, but reinstates how important it is he's there to build us up not tear us down the, satan does a good enough job of that that once he's inside it's pretty easy for him to just send, send you on your own self-destruction
0: yeah it's like uh you know fox gets in the hen house man oh. it, you know and that's what happens um when you you let sin into the uh, body of Christ. It's like the fox in the hen house. It just destroys the whole gathering. And um, pretty soon you have divisions, you have just so much turmoil. Um, and so there's no building up the body. It's it's actually tearing it down. Sin yeah. within the body of Christ, if it goes unimpeded, will destroy that body. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Paul is exercising his authority and saying, I'm not gonna let that happen on my watch. I'm and I'm not I'm not ashamed. Mm-hmm. If you know, I, I don't wanna be harsh, but if I have to, if I have to come down on you and, and do this for for the sake of, of Christ's body, then that's so be it.
1: Yeah. So let me move on to First Thessalonians four eleven. And to aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we instructed, instructed you so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one instructed is a command perigilio to change, direct and order. Yeah. And there you have it. I mean, he's, he's not afraid to direct you to give you that command, instruct you to do what needs to be done um, in the word?
0: Yep. You know. Uh, again, you can you can see what he's dealing with when he says, "and to mind your own affairs." There's busybodies, people getting involved in other people's affairs um, and not dealing with their own situation. Uh, he's saying, "and to to work with your own hands." Some were not working. Some were were you know taking advantage. Of the other brothers and sisters in the body um and he's saying look you know you've got to you got to we're going to command you to to walk worthy of the lord in order to represent christ and it says so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one he was he was also concerned of how the, the unbelievers would see you. You know, basically they would say, These people are hypocrites. You know, they say yeah. they say one thing but they do another thing. They're they're like the Pharisees, you know, they're not doing what God commanded them to. Do. You know, they pretty much just do what they want to do, and Paul's trying to rein them in again um because the the body of christ in the building up is very important to him here we here we are again man he's just striving for that power
1: he wants power constantly who wants power man man yeah. man wants power over other men whatever he can get power over so that particular verse sends us to ephesians four twenty eight. okay and i think i'll read 29 also okay anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer but must work, doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. twenty nine. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen.
0: And again, if you if you listen to the context and what Paul is saying, he's addressing people who have are taken advantage. They're not working with their own hands. They're taking advantage of the other brothers, um, and he's addressing that issue. And basically, in uh, 2 Thessalonians 3, 4, he says, And we have confidence in the Lord about you, that you are doing and will do the things that we command. So Paul is very good at this. He, he lays out the situation, the sin, or, but he also commends them. Um, he said that you are doing well to do the things that we command. He said, you know, um, we're, we're commanding you, and we have confidence that you will follow what we instruct you to do, what we command you to do. Uh, and there's the encouragement. Uh, he's not trying to destroy the body, he's trying to build it up. And one way you build up the body of Christ is that you encourage the people. You address the issue, you bring it to the forefront. And then you encourage them and say, we have confidence that you're going to do what we have uh, commanded you. And again, that carries that authority. And because of his standing as an apostle, they recognize his authority, and they would follow that authority. That brings us to
1: 2 Thessalonians 3.6, warning against idleness, now we command and there it is, Perigelio again. Yeah. You brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness and not in accord with the tradition that you received from us. And I'll, I'll just give it a cross-reference real okay. quick. Well, I'm not going to read it. We're cutting short on time. But Romans 16, 17. that will bring us to 2 Thessalonians 3, 10. For even when we were with you, we would give you this commandment, Perigilio. If any is not willing to work, let him not eat. Cross-references, 1 Thessalonians 3.4, 1 Thessalonians 4.11. Move on to Second Thessalonians 3.12. Now such persons we command, Perigilio, and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living cross reference 1st Thessalonians
0: 4:11 and again we can see as he's addressing them you can you can see what's going on here apparently I, I, and we've already said this before that there were people who were not working who were, who were being idle who were taking advantage um, who were lazy mm-hmm. and basically Paul came came to this, to you know to this issue and said don't even have anything to do with them um basically ignore them um because again a little leaven leavens the whole you you get a few people being lazy and then the rest become lazy and then pretty soon um you know the whole all of them become lazy yep you know that's that that that's just the nature of the beast um once you set a pattern then and and if you don't address that pattern then people start following that pattern seems like we just naturally take the easy way out. Yeah, it's you it's know? the it's the nature of man. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. You and, know? and 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 Paul is encouraging them, work with your own hands, don't be idle. Um yeah. and he's doing that again, uh this 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 podcast here is talking about the authority the apostles had. They had authority to command. They had authority to to um, you know, encourage to build up. Um I mean, we all have that authority. We all have to build up the body of Christ. But they had they had this authority to go around and commanding them to do things. to And they had to, the authority to judge, to exercise that. Um, and, and we are to take some of that to ourselves. And if we see a brother falling in sin, we are to go to that brother and address that brother. And if he doesn't listen to us, then we take an... Another brother, if he doesn't listen to that, you bring him before the ecclesia. If he doesn't listen to them, then you you treat him as a tax gatherer, as a an heathen, um, and, uh, and and you're doing that to bring him to repentance, not punishment, no. uh, not exercising any authority. Um, but that's what we are commanded to do. Yeah, because if he comes
1: around, then we're to forgive him. Yes, you know. So it's it's not a it's yeah it's not a full punishment to death. If he comes back around Philemon 1 verses 8 through 9 accordingly though I am behold enough in Christ to command you to what is required yet for love's sake I prefer to appeal to you I Paul an old man and now a prisoner also for Christ Jesus that there he's back in chains is what you know he's still in chains I should say to Christ
0: yeah, and he's saying, um, though I am bold enough in Christ to command you, I don't want to do that. Right. I am uh, yet for love's sake. I am. Uh, I prefer to appeal to you. So he's he he does have the authority to command, but at the same time, there are those opportunities where you appeal to somebody. You don't just command yeah. them, but you appeal for love's sake, um, and you win them over by. By gentleness, and um, there are times when the the apostles could could command if it was necessary, but here he's just trying to appeal uh, to to uh, his conscience. This brings us to three John
1: one verse nine. I have written something to the church, but Diotrephes, who likes to put himself first, does not acknowledge our authority.
0: And again, um, uh, John is just um, letting us know, letting, you know, the church know that he has authority by Diotrephes was not recognizing that authority. And we will, uh, we will da- you know, in a couple podcasts, be dealing with Diotrephes, and um, we'll look at that down the road. Um, but it's getting to the end here. Yeah, I uh, guess that concludes for today. Uh, let's see. okay. Um, yeah, so that finishes up. Uh, basically, we we looked at God's authority, Christ's authority, the apostles' authority, and the next one we'll look at the is elders. The, the elders' authority. How much authority did the elders have? And we'll deal with that in the next podcast. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.